You're listening to Since You Didn't Ask, where Matthew and Andrew tackle questions you might not be asking, but might find helpful to answer. Questions about life answered through a biblical lens. Welcome to Since You Didn't Ask. This is Matthew, and I am with Andrew. And uh, just to make things interesting, we thought we would take kind of a, a hot topic on this one. And this episode is all around um, how do Christians think about and relate to conspiracy theories? Hmm. Now, just by throwing that out in that way, it, it makes already it, we, we've already slanted the question, right? Because as soon as you call something a conspiracy theory, then you are casting doubt. And so somebody who genuinely believes in something that one person calls a conspiracy theory, the believer just sees it as this is reality, right? So that makes it kind of difficult to sort through. But you have any initial thoughts? I was start. just wondering if we're going to tell them that we're recording from the underground base that yeah. houses all the alien knowledge. <laughs> yes. <and> Area 51. <laughs> no. Um, well, I, I don't know if this is maybe a good place to start, but um, we, even as we were talking right before we started this, we were kind of laughing that even we differ on things. And I was saying that I feel like sometimes I'm, I, totally am am for what people would call certain conspiracy theories. And then sometimes I'm on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Um, and I think maybe for both of us, the concern and frustration would be when believers are, are looking down on other believers and treating them with contempt or distrust or any lack of love coming from either direction. You know, um, maybe we can pick an issue to kind of clarify exactly like a like an example to give. But but whether you're coming from the um, I don't know, from the side that certain conspiracy theories or certain theories about how the world works are true or they're, you know, the mainline narrative is totally true. Either direction you're coming from, they end up casting kind of uh, aspersion on each other. And I think that would be a concern for us in a church context, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the primary place to land is uh, being very careful about, yeah, looking down on other believers on these non-theological non or doctrinal, mm -hmm. quote, truths mm -hmm. that somebody might have one way or another. Um, and also to not um, paint people into a corner with your assumptions around they hold that belief. So therefore also X, Y, and Z about them. So, mm -hmm. um, not to, not to get into this as a topic in particular, but obviously the, the big thing on the, uh, in, in this realm would be around like how people view vaccines. Okay. And so that's the, that's the big hot topic. Um, the challenge there is you have on the one side, um, you have people who are saying, it's just about the science and leaning heavily into that um, and possibly extending, at least from one point of view, um, some would say you're putting too much trust in what is the institutional science and you're ignoring all of this other information. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, you have, um, you have those who um, are rejecting 
the validity of vaccines and also coupled with that rejecting the what they would see as government pressure to get those vaccines and um you have the the pro vaccine people looking at them and saying you're you're missing out on on understanding what's what's realistically happening with science and then and and so there you're both sides are making accusations about the other, but take take the 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 person who does not want to be vaccinated or have their family vaccinated, and they see it as a government motivated push. We're going by as a, as a as an extension of government um, overreach and control into people's lives, and it's the first step on a slippery slope towards all kinds of other government activity that's going to happen. There needs to be care in looking at the person who says, I'm going to get vaccinated because I actually think that maybe it's going to be a healthy thing to do, or the cost for me to be vaccinated and what the risks are associated with that is worth it to me because of other doors that might open. Sure, and sure. I can weigh that all out. And we need to be careful that on the one side that that, that person is not looking at the, at, at the vaccinated person saying, well, you're just being naive about what the government's trying to do to you. Mm -hmm. And the pro-vaccine person needs to be careful about looking at the other person and saying, well, you really should and have to do this um, because I actually think that this is a better thing for you to do. There needs to be room for these to, to reach the different conclusions without making these additional accusations. Yeah, I, I, I want to, I don't know if this blanket covers everything. But the, the phrase that I come back to often is intellectual humility as believers, I think. And so that plays out on like four, four or so different levels in this scenario. So starting in one spot and kind of working backwards, we need to have intellectual humility in that not assuming the other person, what you just said is stupid. And that's why they didn't figure yeah. out what you figured out. Um, we need to be humble in understanding that not only are, is the other person not stupid, but I might just be wrong. Period. I might have misinterpreted the data, the science, the whatever it is. Then we need to have intellectual humility and understanding that what the Google search engine shows me when I look this up is tailored to what it thinks I will like or, or you know, whatever else, um, whatever other layers you want to add on to that. Our information that we get, we have to have humility about our ability to source it, our ability to interpret it, our ability. We need to approach it with humility, I think. Then you also need to have intellectual humility um, in that. I'm not sure how to say this one, but the way that you connect the dots. So I think what often happens with evangelicals is we have a, a grouping of of theological realities that that are, I would say, true. So like suspicion of the human heart. And that the human heart wants to and will do evil and, and often horrific evil. Yeah, we agree about that. Um, suspicions of the world and the world system and the, the demonic influences behind it. Yep, I, I think we're all, we can point to passages on that. Um, things like, um, you know, people, people doing things for profit that, that are at the expense of other people's health and all these kind of cluster of things. Yes to all those. But the way you connect the dots of how you get to the outcome that, you know, um, Pfizer is purposefully putting dangerous things that are going to kill you in the vaccine. That's a way of connecting the dots that might logically fit, but isn't logically necessary. 
And then the other person on the other side saying, no, you know, the, the rushing and the things that look like cover-ups, they really connect the dots this way. And that means that it's safe. We need humility in how we connect those dots. Um, and when I feel like if you have biblical kind of humility at all three of those levels, I don't know, we're at a better place to at least have some discussions um, and, and to then, I don't know, spur one another on to look at things without, without it turning into, we, we don't, we, there's a chasm we can't even cross to connect to each, with each other. I don't know. Sorry, that was a big rant. No, I think that was actually really good. And uh, I, I, I take it one step further that the intellectual humility is a part of that. I think what you're getting at mm -hmm. is, is a recognition that the way that you connect dots is going to have a certain bias, both mm -hmm. from what your searches are going to be, because it's going to turn it's, it's programmed to do, to, to give you what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. um, but also just, we, we have, um, um, my wife tells me sometimes that I always think that I'm right. And I don't even understand that sentence <laughs> because like, why would I think something that was wrong? Like, I mean, I, of course I think that I'm right. Um, but that's, and I always say that kind of in a, in a joking way, but really we, we, that's how we all are. Right. What, what yeah. We, we, we think what we think is, is what we think is right. We wouldn't believe it if right. we didn't think it was right. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but, but that by, by definition means it, it, it points to a bias mm -hmm. that we are, we have a certain bias in our own thinking that's going to shape how we connect those dots. Here, here's the point I'm, I'm taking too long to get to this. Um, we need to be careful as believers that we don't um, assign character or morality to how somebody is connecting dots, to how their brain is working. Mm -hmm. um, now, we cross that line a little bit where, where this gets to be. You have to at some point. I think where you, where you have to is, and this is where it gets hard, is where there is an unwillingness to um to consider um valid uh truth claims can you say that another way I, yeah i was saying i was i was editing myself as i said that <laughs> an unwillingness to consider valid potentially valid truth claims so if i if, if andrew you okay. you hold position a i hold position b and i come to you and i say but what about this this and this and your response is, I've already got this figured out. I'm not willing to consider that. Yeah, and you're really stupid. Um, yeah. You know, uh, the, and where that gets to be dicey is, is because now we've moved into this world of fact checkers and there's no trust of the fact checkers. Right. Um, and so uh, what do we, what do we do with that? And, and I, I guess I would just say as believers, we need to be, we need to, to, Christians should be the leading edge of wanting truth. Yeah, I like that line a lot. Um, <laughs> what, well said. Whatever, whatever the truth is, we want truth. Right. Um, and so, um, and, and we have to, and, and so to get to that truth, we have to be aware of our own personal biases, how we filter information, how we connect dots, and we have to push against that in ourselves and also not to assign disparaging uh, conclusions about other people that are processing that differently. Mm -hmm. um, this we may or may not want to go this direction. I, you kind of, I think, alluded to it at the beginning. How do you process this 
when so like it gets really 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 practical when some of these scenarios that that are around uh, conspiracy theories or however you want to term that they move into spheres where people become convicted of certain things with the vaccine the vaccine's the easy one there are people who said i'm willing to lose my job over not getting this or i'm willing to move or i'm willing to mm-hmm. um i think we would both say that is that is honorable and right to live by your convictions um but I, I i'm not i'm not sure where i'm going with this other than to just kind of open up once it starts to overlap into convictions that then play out in your life it just adds another layer of yeah. complexity and yeah yeah and and it's it's tough because the vaccines is such the easy example of this that when we talk about the world of potential conspiracy theories and what's going what people are are talking about now it goes so far beyond yeah yeah um and we need to to acknowledge that i think that there is something about that that the personal convictions to the extent that they are based on a an an actual desire to pursue truth and holding that in using your your phrasing of intellectual humility I think that's all important and healthy, and I I wouldn't want to push against somebody's personal convictions. What I would push against a little bit, maybe a lot, depending on the situation, is not all convictions have equal weight. And we've talked about this in other, or not all convictions should have equal weight. We've talked about this in other episodes, um, that there are certain things that I may have a conviction about that isn't, that is a conviction, but isn't necessarily, doesn't have to be moral. Okay. Um, And there can be something else I have a conviction about that is moral. I need to not compromise one for the other because I I have more passion for one. Oh, I see. Okay. So, you know, like the example that I've, I have, um, I have brought up with, um, and this, this is, this is where it does get a little bit spicy, but if you're, this is maybe not as quite as true today, but a year or two ago, if you were called, uh, if you believed I'm, I'm, I'm to be a missionary in this country and to function in this country, to enter into this country, I would have to be vaccinated and Mm -hmm. I'm totally against a vaccine. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't know that those carry the same weight and I'm not going to say what somebody should or shouldn't do in that situation, but it's not the same. As somebody who has uh, is looking at a, a job to be an airline pilot and saying, "Okay, I'm going to forego that career because I don't want to get a vaccine," that's a totally different world to me than somebody saying, "I'm just not going to go be a missionary in this country because the cost is too high for me to get a vaccine." Oh, interesting. Okay, so to clarify, you're saying in the missionary scenario, that is such a important thing that the cost of of basically doing something that you're worried might be not good for you health wise or however you want to phrase that i'm thinking pick your missionary um you know uh you're gonna go tell hudson taylor that i'm not going to go be a missionary to this country Uh, because i'm not willing to get a vaccine whereas Um, or jim elliott like i'm not gonna go to ecuador because (laughs) like i don't i don't mean to be mocking the 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 one side or the other on the the vaccine issue whatever the issue is whatever the 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 conviction is there are certain values my 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 main point is there are certain values that supersede whatever other convictions we might have hmm. on these other issues. 
And sometimes we might need to say, all right, I, I hold this conviction, but I'm willing to violate it for a higher cause. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Okay. And, and I, I guess I, this goes back to the whole conversation is around. These can be very complex personal choices that believers are making that can have multiple layers to them. And we, we should, we should be, I was going to say cautious, but we, we should be um, adamantly pushing against sitting in judgment of other believers, wherever they, they arrive on these, these types of things. Um, you know, you, I could see this, that example of, uh, that I just gave of a vaccinated missionary saying, I'm going to get a vaccine. And you could have one side saying, you know, yay, this person made the right decision and they, they got a vaccine good for them. They're, you know, they understand what's, you know, what the truth is and mm -hmm. that that's a good thing to do. And you've got somebody else on the other side, totally criticizing them. And that person may hold this really strong conviction that they shouldn't be vaccinated. And they may be making a really significant sacrifice for the cause of, of missions. And both sides are, would be completely misinterpreting what's happening in that scenario. And I think that can play out in a lot of different kinds of ways. So we've really focused on the vaccine side. And um, if we want to wrap it there, maybe we wrap it there. But I, there's a whole other, you hinted at this earlier, there's like a whole other world of um, what I would term more, um, yeah, I don't know, maybe political conspiracies, or I'm thinking of like, you know, uh, I don't even want to, I don't even know if I want to go into that, but, uh, do, do the, does the calculus change at all? If we're talking about, you know, uh, pedophilia rings in high levels of government or things like in that realm. Yeah. I think it does a little bit, but not by much. Okay. Um, th there are certain conspiracy theories that whether they're, tr and, and again, I, I'm, it's so loaded every time we say the word conspiracy theory. I know, right? This got to be a no, better. absolutely true. Right. Truth <laughs> theories. Um, yeah. So there are things that you can believe and hold a very strong conviction that this is true, that may have zero impact on your actual life. Right. I've talked through this with many friends. Yeah. And, and so I think that there needs to be great care um, that you may have this very strong belief, but don't let it come between you and other people, mm -hmm. especially when there's no actual practical way that that affects if it is anything true, that you're going not, to do right, in your life. Right, 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 right. Um, you know, take. Um, you know, did did um, Americans actually land on the moon? Yeah, um, yeah. Whether whether we we did or we didn't is not going to affect anything that I'm going to do tomorrow morning, right? Or you know, next week, or with a career choice, or what church I'm going to go to. Well, and I think it's one thing that you and I are both kind of assuming this without saying it, and I think it maybe goes is worth saying. The reason you're able to talk like that is because you aren't beholden deeply to, uh, like, I, I don't want to, that's the wrong way. Cause I know that, that you are grateful to be an American citizen and the blessings that come, but like we, the, we, we have had the, um, the, the, what's the right way of saying it? 
the image that America or any other government or any other person is this wonderful, perfect be all end all thing is shattered long ago when you just open your eyes to the the atrocities that have happened across history to where you say, yeah, okay, so so is it possible that there's really wicked things going on at really high places in the government? Like, yeah, of course. Probably. I don't know which are true and which aren't. And like you said, it doesn't affect my day to day. Um are are could could people be lying to us about really massive things? Yeah, maybe. Um once the once the, your your ultimate faith has been shifted away from these institutions, it's sort of like, yeah, I, we live for the Lord and to love His people and care for them. And I, I don't know. Again, I'm kind of rambling, but yeah, I, no, I think that's that's really helpful um, and, and important. I, I, I guess I would out of what you just said, I, there's two things I would I would draw out. One is just, is a restatement of what we've already covered, but just. Um, emphasizing the importance of that. And that is we have to be seekers of truth that uh, Christians have to love truth and the loving of truth. I think everybody thinks that they love truth. That's the challenge. Everybody thinks that they do, but, and this goes back to your intellectual humility. If you genuinely love truth, you have to recognize that you are one of your biggest obstacles to getting to truth. <laughs> That's yeah. You yeah. you have to like if you're really a truth lover, you you have to confront that truth. Not even one of you are the biggest obstacle. The the biggest yeah. obstacle. Yes, that's a fair. Um, I mean, we can even biblically apply this that by nature we are truth suppressors. Right. Right. And and then we and then you introduce that 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 happens through our biases and through our own convictions of that we're right and all of these things. Um, if, if we don't embrace that reality, we're not going to get to even be able to weigh out truth. And part of the biases that you're you're kind of already getting at a little bit is you may have certain allegiances to an institution like the United States of America, or you may have certain um suspicions of institutions yeah. like the United States of America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and those allegiances or anti-allegiances are going to shape how you how you see certain things. Um but if you're just if if you can recognize that you're in the way of truth and figuring out what do I need to do so that I can I can be self-correcting and not get sucked into these different paradigms or or different biases and actually seek what is true, I think that's the freedom that you're you're talking yeah. about. And I um you know in a um interesting way without getting into specifics before we started this episode we were having a conversation you and I were about a completely separate episode a separate discussion. And both of us said, and this will sound like I'm patting us on the back, but maybe I think this is the right thing. Um, we said, let's not do an episode on this subject yet because I don't know yet what I think mm -hmm. entirely. And I, I think um, I don't do that often enough in real life. Um, <laughs> and we would all be better served at times. To, we need to have convictions. We need to speak truth. We need to know what the Bible says. But and so. Um, you know, I'm hearing myself right now and I'm thinking, you know, I don't want to be squishy uh, and saying, I don't know. And I needed to do more homework on things, but we need to have, we need to know God's word. And then we need to see how to apply that to the world around us. And there's some, oftentimes there's steps we need to take to understand the, the actual data further. And, and I would just jump one more thing on, on your wanting to pursue truth. I, I would say if you're listening, I would not want you to leave feeling like, yeah. 
all this stuff isn't going to affect my real life, whatever. I'm not even going to worry about it. I, I think both you and I, at some level, you have to be wise about, you know, what kind of time you're giving to where and what's important, what's not. But like, we at least have a general interest in, yeah, I want to know what's going on in the world and what's true. And I want to discern that. And like, like we, like you said, as Christians, we want the truth everywhere we can find it. And as much as we can handle with where God has us. So I think the biggest practical measurement um, on how to assess your own um, uh, willingness to, to pursue truth. Um, one, um, do you know God's word? And do you have true convictions based on what God's word actually says that would conform to God's word and to orthodoxy, that you're not like reaching conclusions that are outside of historically where the church has always understood um, the Bible. I think that would be one, because you, you don't want to be saying like, okay, I know what God's word says is this, but now I'm looking for truth elsewhere. Like you, there needs to be this anchor to, to your truth search. And then two, the other practical side of this would be how willing are you to accept criticism about yourself, especially when it's not fair? I think if you're a truth seeker, you're going to take any and all criticism without having an emotional reaction to it because you want to say, is there any thread of truth? Is there anything there? And how you apply that to yourself is going to be a reflection of how you see truth everywhere else. Hmm. If you can, if you can be a truth seeker about yourself, then you can turn around and apply that everywhere else. But if you're taking offense to every criticism because it's 99% wrong or unfair, but there's still a 1% thread of truth in there and you're rejecting that because of the 99, um, you might be falling into traps uh, um, in, in other categories. So your own willingness to accept, to accept criticism. Last point I would just throw out real quick is, Oh boy, I, I, I just heard the sentence I was about to say and all the problems with it, but I'll say it anyway. There is something to be said about relativity and truth. Now that's, that's going to get good. <laughs> no, I, uh, go ahead. I, what I mean by that is, so let's take this into a, uh, a, um, a semi-political realm. Is the United States a good country? No. By what? Definition? I know, right? <laughs> yes, right? from the other angle. Yeah. From a relative standpoint, yes. Absolutely, yes. If you compare the United States to any other form of government over the course of history and throughout the rest of the world, you'd have to say yes. I agree. Are there massive problems right. with from the an United absolute States standard and, and in our history? Right, right, right. Obviously. Right. And, and so when we're, when we are seeking truth, and this is just an example of that, we have to be able to say it, see it from both sides. We have to be able to say the United States has all kinds of moral problems, even from its Christian roots. We are, we are, we, we are a country that John Adams said, we have a constitution that doesn't work outside of mm -hmm. religious and moral people. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the nature of our country was founded that we, there would be religious people who have strong moral convictions. And that's how our country is supposed to function. And it's how we largely have functioned for most of our history. And we have 
the history of slavery as a part of our country and all kinds of racism and whatever else you want to, uh, mm -hmm. to throw into that. We have to be able to say there are true evils in our country and in our history and today, and that the country has been a force for good right. compared to right. other options. And so um, I just, I draw that out as, as an example that sometimes, oftentimes when we're talking about truth, there's absolute issues and there's relative issues and there's, and that's where sometimes we can have lack of connection between two people where they might not be but speaking the same language in how they're that's addressing. That's a great example. Well, cause I that. immediately answered no. Right. And I'm sure a lot of people hearing that would say no. Yes. Right. And maybe we completely agree. Right. But I'm answering in the absolute yeah. sense and they're absolutely answering in the relative right. sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that applies. So when we talk about conspiracy theories and seeking of uh, seeking truth, there's very much room. I think in some of these things that things can be true in one sense and not true in another sense. Um, and, uh, and again, an awareness to, to those realities. Yeah. yeah. I would just leave with one closing thing that may or may not be helpful, which is, I would think if you lined up, I don't know, 20 of these truth theories, conspiracy theories, you and I would probably differ on a, a number of them. Um, yeah. Cause you think crazy things. I know. I believe a lot of crazy <laughs> stuff. Uh, no, but I think it's helpful to see, you know, yeah. as similar as we are on so many things, uh, People yeah. would be surprised at the, at the things that we actually do probably see very differently. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, hopefully that's helpful and encouraging to you. Um, I, I want to leave with yeah, one, sorry, one really ahead. quick thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, at our church, we're, we're going through Ephesians, and Pastor Mike's going um, to get here uh, soon. But uh, Ephesians 2, starting in 14, verse 14, and I'm going to read a little bit of a chunk, and then we'll wrap this up. But Paul says, for he himself is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in the place of two, so making peace and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing hostility. When it comes to these issues, we have to be so centered on the gospel, so centered on God's word, and then so centered on truth with an awareness that we're, we ourselves are our biggest obstacle to all of those things. Um, but that when we are, it says that it kills, God kills the hostility that is between us and brings us together as one. And, um, and the world is desperately, Satan is desperately trying to divide the church. Um, and so we need to be really careful that in our pursuit of truth and on these matters that we don't allow division to sneak in. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we hope that was, uh, encouraging and thought provoking and helpful to you and we'll see you on the next episode. 